morning, Browns fans. It's been a little while. I appreciate all of you jumping back in with us here on the OBR podcast. I'm your host, Jared Mueller. Go to me on Twitter, as always, at Jared K. Mueller. I hope you are enjoying your week. Hopefully you are safe with all the rain and snow and ice and all the random things that have come our way, which come our way most of the time here in Ohio. And for those of you out of state, especially in those warmer climates, just go ahead and keep enjoying it and rubbing it in our faces. We'd love to love for you to enjoy your life too. Well, we enjoy the cold. Some of you actually enjoy the cold and I'm confused by it. Today's podcast has a very interesting and simple title and that is, is more offense better for the Browns, right? So is more offense better for your Cleveland Browns? Let's start off being just very, very honest. We obviously know that the Cleveland Browns offense is much better than the Cleveland Browns defense. If we were looking at what the Browns needed to do, just from a generic standpoint of of team building to have a good team uh, across the board, odds are there's very little money, time, draft picks, whatever, uh, spent on the offense. So we can argue all day, every day about Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., and those guys, but the reality is, is they they'll be back. That's I mean, we're not really saying anything too uh, too extreme there. The odds are are extremely high that Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. will be back next year. It is something that uh, I would put a little bit of money on if I were in in a situation where that was a thing to do. Because listen, Landry and Beckham are important to what the Browns do. They're important to culture. They're important to showing the league that the Browns are loyal. I mean, there's just so many different reasons. And then you look at the salary cap. You look at the fact that it's going to go down this year due to the pandemic. You look at the fact that many teams are struggling to have any kind of salary cap. And uh, and I'm not an expert with some of the details of trades and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is the Browns would probably have to pay or owe some cap space to those players if they were going to get rid of either of them. And in that, that just doesn't make any sense, as well as the fact that they have Browns need talent, right? So that's that's where we're at on the offensive side of the ball. So if we were looking at additions, just in general, again, general team building, maybe looking for a, another wide receiver with some speed, right? That's that's really what we're looking at, the offensive line. Uh, the, the starting five are, are really, really good, uh, as Brian Baldinger calls them, the union. Uh, and then there's there's the backup. So uh, Michael Dunn, Drew Forbes will return. Um, Chris Hubbard is supposed to be back. There's just a lot of uh, quality depth there at the offensive line. At the tight end position, David Njoku uh, will be on his fifth-year option that they've already picked up. Uh, that is only guaranteed for injury, so he could be cut, but... The Browns really like him. Um, the Browns think highly of him and hope that he can have a bigger role next year. Obviously, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant, uh, there are some talent there. Wide receiver, Richard Higgins is a free agent. Kaderil Hodge is a restricted free agent. Then you have Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, currently would be slotted in as the number three wide receiver behind OBJ and Jarvis Landry. So, there is some room for some wide receiver help, possibly if Higgins and or Hodge is not returned. But the rest, we would naturally look at the defense. We can argue all day, every day that the Browns 
about linebacker. The reality is they do not value linebacker like you or I do. Now, I have some piece, pieces coming up on the OBR. Uh, one will be coming out uh, today, Tuesday, uh, talking about some of this. But listen, linebacker in this league, not that it's pointless, but it has a role. And I'm pretty sure that role is limited to during the regular season. I'm not sure it has a significant role during the postseason. And in the and in the end, that's what the Browns are looking at. They have to get there. But they got there. They got an 11-5 and record with what we would all consider a pretty terrible defense, right? 11-5, and bad defense. Lost Miles Garrett for multiple games. Lost Denzel Ward for multiple games. Lost Ronnie Harrison for multiple games. Didn't have Grant Delpit or Greedy Williams the entire season. Lost Olivier Vernon for a couple games and at the end of the season. Like, the Browns were 11-5 and with a bad defense. So my question is... Is more offense the answer? And here's how I'm going to start my argument. I am going to do the very simple thing of going to ESPN's team stats for the NFL. And let's look at the offensive side of the ledger. So they just give you three uh, different things on the offense, three different things on the defense for team. That's I'm just going to use those because they popped up. There's a lot of other stats that matter. There's DVOA, which actually I'm going to write about in my article that comes out today. Uh, but... Offensive leaders, top five. Ready for them? Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers. Whoa, three of those five were in championship games on Sunday. Chiefs, Bills, Packers. Obviously, one of the three is going to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs, uh, with the Buccaneers uh, just out of the picture here, but let me pull it up real quick. And we have the Buccaneers there coming in at seventh. All right, so uh, offensive leaders as a team: Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Vikings, Packers. In that order, with the Tampa Bay Bucks coming in seventh. Three of the top five, four of the top seven uh, teams were in the championship games on Sunday on offense. Coming down to passing leaders, here is where the Bucks join the party. Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Texans, Falcons. Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Texans, Falcons. So there is a disparity here, obviously. Top three teams uh, were all in Championship Sunday. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Bills. Uh, Texans, Falcons were terrible this year. So there is there is no guarantee that you will be good. The Packers then look like they're right around 10th in passing yards. Uh, more of a run-heavy team at times, but with Aaron Rodgers has the ability to throw the ball at any time that they want. And then the last offensive um, leader team thing that they show is rushing. Ravens, Titans, Browns, Patriots, Vikings. All right, so Ravens, Titans, Browns, playoff teams in the AFC Uh Top three teams leading the league in rushing. Just behind that, the New England Patriots, who were in transition year. Uh, I forget exactly what they ended up, probably around 6-10, and 7-9. and nine. Uh, And the Minnesota Vikings with similar run scheme as both the Titans and Browns. They're in the top five. What do you find in this? Three playoff teams. The Vikings, who were fighting for a playoff spot. And the Patriots, who weren't far away from the playoff spot. But none of the four teams that made the championship games. None of the four teams that made the championship games. Now, am I saying that there's a causality? No, but there is a correlation, right? 
Total yards, there's more when you pass the ball than when you run the ball, right, at some level. Passing yards, three of the four teams in the championship game were in the top five, and they were the top three in passing yards. Rushing yards, three of the top five made the playoffs, none of which made the championship game, right? Just information, just something to look at, and I'll talk more about the passing game in my article today on the OBR.com. Looking over on the defensive side of the ball, the side of the ball that we all think the Browns need to spend more energy on, right? Ready? Top five in yards allowed. Rams, Washington, Steelers, Saints, 49ers. So Rams made the playoffs. Washington made the playoffs out of a terrible uh, NFC East. Steelers, playoffs beat by the Browns. Saints, playoffs. What do we see again? None of the four teams that made the championship game are top five in defensive uh, as a defensive leader. Let's go to Sacks, which is the second defensive stat that they have here. Steelers, Rams, Eagles, Cardinals, Buccaneers. So here... The team that tied for fourth, the Cardinals and Bucks are tied for fourth with 48 sacks. They made the title game. All right, they made the championship game. Now they're making the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 48 sacks. Steelers, 56. Rams, 53. Eagles, 49. Cardinals, 48. The Eagles were in competition for the NFC least uh, division crown most of the year. Cardinals were fighting for a playoff spot. Steelers and Rams uh, also obviously made the playoffs. Buccaneers, they're down at tied for number four. So what's interesting is uh, with defense, just similar to some of the rushing stuff, Good defense can help you make the playoffs. Sacks, 48. Tampa Bay tied for fourth. None of the other teams in the top five. Hmm. Turnovers. Titans, Colts, Dolphins, Saints, and Steelers are who they have in the top five. Uh, the bottom, the last three are tied for uh, third place, so it's 11 for the Titans, 10 for the Colts, 9 for the Dolphins, Saints, and Steelers. What do we notice here again? None of the top five teams in turnover, uh, turnover margin made the playoff or made the championship game or the Super Bowl. So, I would argue, based on at least that information, it should give us pause about what the Cleveland Browns need to do. Because here's the reality of how the NFL is set up right now. It is darn near impossible to stop Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady with all the weapons that they have. It is darn near impossible. You can't get physical with the receivers. You can't get to the quarterback because they're getting the ball out in half a second and almost all the rules lead to defensive holding uh, pass interference uh, hit on the quarterback almost all of them are focused on helping the offense right you'll have holding every once in a while but even now you won't even get calls of offensive linemen downfield even when it's really really obvious Almost all of the rules are set up to benefit the offense. And I think we do have a valid question. I don't have an answer. Maybe there's some statistics on it. But we have a valid question about whether defense and running the ball, two things that 
most Browns fans want the team to be identified with, if that does anything more than make for a very good team that maybe could make a push for a championship game in the Super Bowl. Whereas a strong offensive team, just using recent data of this year, a great offensive team is more likely to be able to go to the championship game, go to the Super Bowl, make that kind of next step. It's a question, right? It's not today. My podcast almost always isn't about really answering everything. It's about the discussion. There's no right answer, right? The reality is, is that there have been tons of years where strong run game and defense is a great idea, right? That, that does happen and, and things could come back to the norm, the problem is, and I had somebody or I've had multiple people say, the Browns just need to do what's best for the Browns and not worry about their opponents, which goes against the article that I wrote that said the Browns defensive plans should be all about the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, those types of teams. Because here's the reality. If the Browns want to be strong, smash mouth defense, the Chiefs and Bills and Ravens are just going to run around them, right? The, the defense, it's really hard for a defense to dictate to an offense what is or is not going to happen. It's very, very difficult in the NFL these days. Instead, what we see often is the offense dictating everything. So it leads again to the question, as the Browns look to uh, devote some resources this offseason again, whether that's in free agency, whether that's in the draft. Do they have analytics? Do they have data? Do they have research that says, yes, you need some quality players, right? You look at the Chiefs, they have some quality defenders, right? Tyron Matthew, uh, Chris Jones on the defensive line, Frank Clark. They have some quality defenders, but are they a good defense? Have they spent a lot of resources? on the defense. And if they have, where have they spent that? Is it more on the outside, more on the inside, linebacker? And I don't mean linebacker from an odd man front if someone's considered an outside linebacker. I mean a true off-the-ball linebacker. Where have resources been spent? Now, Tampa Bay, we know they have spent resources on their linebacking group, right? We know they spent resources on their on their front four, but they've also continually added to their offense, right? Even with Cameron Braid and OJ Hired, they brought in Rob Gronkowski, who has been a shell of himself, but they brought in Rob Gronkowski, right? Even with Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, they still brought in Antonio Brown. They still drafted Tyler Johnson. You know, they still brought in Tristan Wirfs along with Ali Marpet and the rest of the gang on the offensive line. They brought in Leonard Fournette to go with Ronald Jones. They kept adding to the offense. Because here's my last point. When I talk about dictating the game, you can watch the Kansas City Chiefs dictate to another team, stress another team, make another team, do whatever. We saw it with the Bills. You saw Josh Allen get frantic. You saw them go away from some things that were working. You can you saw really the Chiefs offense made the Chiefs defense better. Because when you're playing against the Chiefs, 
you're going to your offense starts to stress your offense starts to feel pressure your offense starts to do things it's not ready to do or it's not good at which makes your defense look better because all of a sudden you you can just pin your ears back and get after the quarterback while playing press coverage because the quarterback is going to get jittery and going to throw the ball before he should or he's going to try to extend plays and he's going to back his way into sacks, which Josh Allen did. Offenses can dictate how a game goes. The Kansas City Chief offense dictated some of the Buffalo Bills offense. Not only did it dictate the Buffalo Bills defense, it actually dictated some of the Buffalo Bills offense. That's what a great offense can do. I don't I almost do not care if you had some of the best players in the NFL on defense. If you have Patrick Mahomes getting the ball out in 2 seconds to Tyreek Hill who it's very hard to guard in the short or in the long or Travis Kelsey, who's just big with great hands as well as got enough speed and, and uh, good route running. Or McCole Hardman, who also has a crap ton of speed. Or Sammy Watkins, if he returns. Or uh, Pringle, who's got good speed. All of that kind of stuff. I'm not even sure the best defenses are stopping that. I'm just not sure. Because offense dictates to defense. Now... As a media member, as a fan, am I saying just don't draft defense, don't spend money on defense? I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is prioritizing offense may be more important than prioritizing defense. Make the Browns offense an offense that cannot be stopped. And I would say they do that by passing the ball. I know they have Nick Chubb. I know they have Kareem Hunt. You can still run the ball. I know the offensive line is set up in a certain way. All that stuff. I think you can still run the ball at times. But I'm wondering if the Browns need to focus on offense. Despite OBJ coming back, despite Jarvis Landry, despite all the tight ends, despite the running backs, despite the offensive line, the Browns still need to focus some on offense and on the passing game to put their offense at another level so the offense is dictating to both the opposing defense and to the opposing offense, therein making their defense better. Check everything out at theobr.com. My piece will be up this morning, I believe, maybe this afternoon, uh, just kind of challenging how the Browns are building based on the uh, who got to the championship game and some data behind that, as well as how the championship games went with some data behind that. And just asking that question later this week, uh, I believe tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, we'll be looking at a mock draft that is a little interesting, uh, kind of a continual kind of thought process. So again, check it out a lot at the OBR. We had a great meeting yesterday, kind of organizing all of our great staff writers to make sure that we are providing to you the best, most detailed film studies, uh, analysis, mock drafts, all of that there at the OBR. Uh, so please check it out, theobr.com. Appreciate your time today. Hope everyone is well. As always, be safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. And go Browns. <laughs>